The following podcast contains subject matter that may be unsuitable for more sensible viewers. Views expressed here do not reflect that of any community that you would want to be a part of. Listener discretion is mandatory. Mama, what does chickens mean? No, 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 no! Well, I mean, like, before we even get into it, let's let's talk about this uh, Jen Smith uh, out in fucking... Yes, okay. What is this, Ray? Yeah, Ray, explain this to us again. Okay, so this is somebody who apparently lives in, like, Abbotsford, because of course. Um, yeah, Abbotsford every, fucking sucks. Doesn't matter where you live, every city has an Abbotsford. It's, like, the one that is, like, <laughs> just far out enough, like, that it's no longer technically a suburb, and it's just... No, nothing good ever comes out of it, and they just keep coming to your city. I speak this, I say this as somebody who currently lives in. Yeah, you live North in Abbotsford. Abbotsford. Yeah, you're pretty much there. Yeah, I mean, like Vancouver has like seven Abbotsfords. Yeah, I'm just saying everybody <laughs> has every city has these like, places didn't that Lauren are just Southern come from an Abbotsford. <laughs> what the Abbotsford of Johannesburg or whatever? Like, no, Lauren <laughs> Southern came from Langley. Oh, did oh, she? Yeah. Holy fuck! Seriously, it's just basically just Ab- Abbotsford. They're yeah. all Abbotsford anywhere east of. Like, the Delta is just Abbotsford. Wait, yeah, Yeah. because it was Lauren Southern. Because I remember she talked about how she originally lived in, right on the Delta Surrey border, and her family had to leave because it was getting too Indian, big quotation marks. She was in danger. Jesus Christ. Yeah. So the place where we used to record our podcast before Madeline moved away was that we used to go and get just amazing food from amazing people and no oh god was, yeah couldn't couldn't live near there yeah if anybody uh, comes to surrey delta the food is fantastic just go down scott road and try everything describe scott road pizza please all right so uh okay we're gonna get back to this uh this jen smith person in just a second but i just like as someone who's now come to the east coast and i've now been able to steadily enjoy uh the pizza of the Quebecois. Quebecois. Quebecois pizza, yes. Uh, it, it's regular pizza, uh, but it the crust has Labatt Blue in it. <laughs> and so the pizza here is amazing but scott road pizza for for those of you who will never make it there let me let me let me let me just let me actually you know what let me asmr this for you okay so if you're listening at home just get nice and quiet nice and relaxed i'm going to describe scott road pizza to you close your eyes turn off the lights <laughs> So that way, if you're lactose intolerant, it's going to hurt like a motherfucker. So, but either way, Scott Road Pizza would recommend to friends and families. Yeah, well, I like pain. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's why all of us transitioned. Anyways, <laughs> Jen Smith. So this is somebody, again, lives in Abbotsford, is a, describes themselves as a transgender per- person, I guess, but still uses, mm. insists on using male pronouns. Which is, yeah. And talks so, yeah, about like transgender a- ideology. Like yeah, basically to, like a trans turf, like a trans feminine turf. Yeah, so the what brought this up is because there was recently a, uh, I guess, a circuit of ta- of uh, speeches or talks or whatever um, called, and let me just lay this out for you. So this is, the poster of this is 
a child looking face down, holding a teddy bear, a giant teddy bear in black and white with the apocalypse going on in the background. (laughs) And in like the cheapest looking, like grungy font that you can find on dafont.com. Love dafont. The erosion (laughs) of freedom in big red, cheap, shitty letters. And underneath that in you know, a traditional courier type, how transgender politics in school and society are undermining the freedom and harming women and children presented by Jen Smith. So, and with next to it, a crossed out SOGI, which I forget what it stands for, but basically- Uh, It's like the education program that will teach about gender identity. Yeah, they basically just added, like, talking about gender and sexuality Sexual orientation, gender and sexuality. Or, no, sexual orientation, gender identity. So, yeah. Yeah, no, the the ad looks like something that, like, some teenage made to, like, promote the Left Behind series that was going along for a while that the fucking (laughs) Christians were all watching. Um, So, anyways... Yeah, Jen Smith was supposed to do three talks in our neck of the woods because she's here. Um, yeah, it was originally t- um, Douglas College, affectionately called Dougie Daycare. It's our, you know, the most notable community college at this way. Um, yeah. Then Vancouver, venue to be announced. And then Trinity Western College, which is exactly what it sounds like. It's the big Christian college. <laughs> and so in regards to the Douglas College one, I guess that she had booked the place. Or sorry, he booked the place. Yeah, no, yeah. I apologize. It's a bit confusing. We'll get there. We'll get there. <laughs> so yeah, I apologize for not using this person's requested pronouns. I canceled myself. Um, <laughs> so basically, as to, he had booked the room without you know giving any information, and as soon as the student union or like you know whatever the organization was found out what the actual content of the talk was canceled it immediately yeah so good for them yeah so just yeah canceled it immediately like our, um, let's have a trans speaker oh shit yeah friend of yeah. Friend, <laughs> uh friend of the friend of the pod and um sex worker icon Haley heartless was making a good stink about it as she does and she we just, stand yeah some people like just know how to make a stink and get things done and she does shout out to our girl um and yeah then somehow vancouver tba got canceled as well so who knows how that happened so the only one that's left is at the you know conservative christian university which i which yeah which is uh just to give you people a heads up on uh trinity western as well uh they actually before you can take admission into there you have to sign a pledge uh and this pledge will be enforceable to the point that you will be taken out of your course uh that you're not allowed to have sex before marriage and not to have a quote homosexual lifestyle which is great um so kudos to trinity western for booking the one what are we going to call them? Unbalanced? The turf, one bad churn. Turf's, turf's yeah. gen. Not the one. The one. There's only one. He everyone is else, the one. Everyone else is Tur- great. Just the yeah. one. There's, there's, there are no yeah. other bad trans people. But either way, the turf, turf's gender. Yeah, exactly. And it fucking sucks. A top. MTT, male to turf. Oh my god. Oh god. Oh fuck! Well, anyways, anyway, hey everyone, welcome yeah, to the show. Let's, it's I like want to a... put out. I want to put it out to our audience that uh, a co- audience contest. We're going to do a listener contest. Um, oh, we are. We're as 
our specific minority group is not allowed and should not use the term Uncle Tom. <laughs> so, as since our, our listeners are very smart, we want you to find out what the correct word to use for trans people who constantly shill for turfs and transphobes. Yeah, uh, top top response will a submissive. Uh, yeah, a submissive. <laughs> a bottom. Are you kidding? Excuse me. Blair White has nothing but top energy. So yeah. No, Blair Power White bottom. has rat energy. It's different. I have rat energy. Some people misinterpret that. Is, is Blair is Blair White a kindred spirit? How dare you? Is is Blair White dark Amy? Oh, uh, honestly, oh, I'll take oh. that. It's Nega Amy. Yes. Excuse me, we can't. You can't use One that word. One day we have to fight. All right. Well, welcome to today's and we'll like episode. annihilate like, like anti matter. Everything's and matter. going well. So Blair White is the shadow that hit Chuck to your Sonic. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Anyways, hi everyone. Welcome to the show. Um, now that we're done that, uh, most of us are severely intoxicated. I think Ree's about two I'm, major drinks in. I'm sober. Really? Yeah. Well, I I, I drank like a one shot of cider, but that was all I had in the place. And so it'll probably be there by the time we're done recording. Yeah, no, it'll take like an hour for me to get it. All right. So Ree's, you know, a beer and two drinks in. Uh, Amy's our designated driver for tonight, which is I'm so sad for her. And I yeah, but I'm am, tired, so... That's true, so it's like you're drunk. And after a very rambunctious uh, uh, birthday party with a bunch of drunken French Canadians, I'm back on the uh, drinking wagon, so that's good. Proud of you. Um, thank you. Yeah, I'm just drinking what appears to be Revolution Pink Lemonade, and it's just straight out of the bottle because I've lost all control of life. Anyways, so welcome to the it's, show. It's bourgeois to put your drinks in a cup. Yeah, exactly. It's elitist. So welcome to the show. Today, we are very happy to record this episode. This episode is going to be a little bit different in terms of formatting, and we'll get to the reason why in a second. But uh, yeah, we uh, decided to watch the 2014 film Boy Meets Girl. And like before we even get into synopsis, before we even get into topics, I think we all just want to say, this is a good fucking movie. It's so it's good. good. I liked it. Oh, it's so good. It's, it's, it's so good. My this heart. is one of those movies because, yeah, because I watched Danish Girl back in early transition and like I felt for that movie and then I watched it later. I'm like, oh, this kind of sucks, actually. But this movie has gotten better with time. And we'll get to that in just a moment and why we like it and all that stuff. But yeah, we're not going to do a verdict at the end of this. Watch this goddamn movie. Watch it with your friends. We'll get into why. Just fucking do it. Go find it. Buy it. It's worth it. It's on and, YouTube. I rented uh, it on YouTube. I paid money yeah. for a movie. There you go. I hope that everybody's proud of me. Yeah. No. Kudos. Like real human Way dollars. Do. Wow. And it was worth it. Uh, absolutely. So yeah, great movie. We'll get into the why now. But before we get into that, let's kind of bring everyone up to speed on what it is exactly. Why? What this movie is. So Reed, do you want to go with a synopsis on this one? So this follows our main character. Uh, Ricky, who we stand, lives, we who a queen. We stand, oh, she's a so queen, pretty. Who lives in a yeah. small town, a small town in Kentucky. Just a small town girl living in a lonely world. It's so with... southern, like it's like a real southern ass small town where yeah. everyone yeah. speaks <laughs> with the accents. 
Oh, the good accent, like the good Southern accent. Yeah, if you get the director's commentary for this movie, it's actually just banjos. It's incredible. I don't know how. <laughs> it happen. It happens concurrently to. Uh, oh fuck! What's the one? What's the one with like the ban dueling banjos and the murder? Uh, Wait, what? The D, <laughs> the Southern movie. Um, um Guitar Hero Three. Deliver Deliverance. <laughs> Say, this is. Please cut that. Please cut that. That that was a failed. Joke. Absolutely not. No, no, no. Absolutely not. <laughs> so, anyways, this follows Ricky and her like childhood best friend, uh, Robbie, who you know that's easy to mix up. So, Ricky is trans and has been transitioning basically since being very young. Like one of since those, forever. you know, one of those. always, always know one of those. Always known, yeah. been doing it forever, you know, dealt with all the shit in high school, but now is like living a pretty good life. She's a fashion designer. She's hoping to get into fashion school. She makes all of her own clothes, school. which is actually like where I'm trying to, who I'm trying to be. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so donate to our Patreon to get me a sewing yeah. machine. So you can make your own uh, gaff swimsuit. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. She, this, this is important. She like has this swimsuit that she wears in one of the scenes and um, Francesca, who we'll tell, talk about later. It's like, wow, I love your swimsuit. Where'd you get it? And she's like, I made it. And it's like a perfect swimsuit. And it like has like a built-in gaff, presumably. And she made it for herself so she could go swimming. So, so anyway. Resourceful. So, you know, um, Ricky and Robbie have this great chemistry as like childhood friends. And then um, Ricky meets this rich girl who was like, had, was born in the town, but it was out on uh, boarding school and then was back. And... Who is, She's a rich girl. Yeah, whose name's Francesca. Far, but you and know. who is engaged to this Marine who was shitty to Ricky way back in the day because they went to high school together. G.I. Jackass. Yeah. And they get to know each other. And um, they and Ricky and Francesca have some chemistry. And then... And Francesca is, like, interested in women. But... Yeah. And Ricky is, like, a perfect opportunity to stick your toe in the water because she's, like, a woman. But... Oh, well... Okay. We're gonna use okay. Toe we're and putting water? we're put it, putting this on. We're putting the synopsis on hold for one second because I forget if I've told the story on the pod before. Tell the story. Yeah. So I forget if we've done this before, but there are, from my experience, someone something that I found out after I started transitioning, a specific type of women who are very attracted to other women. Very, you know, very, very, you know, essentially bi, like very bi-curious, very attracted to other women, you know, and even like potentially you're kind of like, ugh, boys, uh, but are too into dick to make the switch. And this is yeah. something I met many, like multiple people of. I had several friends who fell into this. So trans people, you can see where you fit in. I saw where I fit in. And you can see where you fit I in. I mean, it is a little bit... We're just going to blow past the whole fit in and toe in what... Okay, no, it's fine. I Amy, you were saying... prefer not to fit in. <laughs> <laughs> no, like, it, it is a little bit... Like, I find it a little bit dubious. Sort well, of chasery. I, I do... I mean... I don't yeah. know. Like, like, I get it, though. Like, it's just, like, it's... I like dick. And mm -hmm. dick is nice. I like... I like cooch as well, but I like dick. And so, like, I don't know, like... I guess to me it doesn't really matter, but like, yeah, dick is just fun to play with in a different way. Oh yeah, I'm just saying. I mean, like, I would like to say for the record that I also yeah. love dick. Yeah, no. Yeah, I love dick. Are we all all all, yeah, all, all, in, all in favor of dick? I I I. Yeah, all right. The eyes have it. Also, too. Uh, uh, Where are we going uh, with this? Dick. 
Yeah, I'm just the saying. Good representation. I'm, I'm just saying that it is that these are a type of women that exist, and, and that Francesca I was very grateful. To, yeah, I was very grateful to find in my experience. Anyways, yeah. so they start doing their thing, and then you know, Francesca's fiance is like super shitty, super transphobic, super a marine, a soldier about it. Yeah, and and fucking Ricky is like, oh well, you know, he's kind of a jerk, but. He's served our. He's serving our country, so I support him. Yeah. So I mean, we love this movie, but Ricky is a bit of a class traitor. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so that's one mark against her. So, anyways, they they start doing their thing, and they have their thing, and then Ricky get Ricky and Robbie get invited to Francesca's family party, where the fiance ends up showing up unexpectedly, and da, da, da. you know, Ricky and them they despite having a good time, hightail it out of there. And the fiance reveals that, you know, to the family, to everyone, that Ricky is trans and goes off the handle. And actually, Francesca's like conservative politician. Tea party dad, dad is like, yo, dude, chill. Yeah. Yeah. She can associate with whoever she wants. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that, that, yeah. So then he gets that. But then eventually, the fiance ends up going to Ricky's house and like confronting. And then, twist, it turns out that they had fucked back in high school. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah, of course. And, what you, the story you is know. old as time. <laughs> yeah, so I mean, you know, in, just pushing the narrative that, in fact, all transphobes secretly want are secretly chasers. It's true. Yeah, so like the, it just it empirically shouldn't be true, but it is. Yep, and um, yep, all everybody who hates gay people is secretly gay, and that lets them off the hook. So that's the yeah. narrative here. Come back well, to and, the fold. And at one point, he's like, "I can't hate her. I slept with her." <laughs> <laughs> Later in the movie, which, uh, let's get into that later. Yeah, anyway, so that's yeah. that. But then also, you know, ev- like, eventually, uh, Francesca and the fiancé end up, like, both talking about, like, how they both did this. But both of them are still in love with each other. And maybe that's not that's not necessarily something that they want forever. And they're, they're going like, to try to overcome their through. bullshit. And... Yeah, well, like, the idea, the idea is that both of them had a lot of expectations put on them. And both of them were acting in the way that they were supposed to act. And then they're trying to try to get to know each other as, like people who are mm-hmm. like both emotionally and sexually liberated which again it's like a there, there are some problems with that narrative but it is like we'll i think ultimately nice it's it's i liked yeah. it um yeah. anyways so and robbie um, so robbie and uh ricky end up having a big fucking blow up fight about Where the whole thing robbie like you're not a real anything you're not a real woman you're not a real man you're just like a selfish person and it's like a real dick yeah yeah just yeah being shitty but also like you know, uh, Ricky is not handling her, uh, you know, things in the correct way. She was like, basically said, oh, yeah, I was just using Francesca. I don't care about her at all, even though, like, that's obviously they're feeling said. sad. That's kind of, oh, that's what I got out of it. They had, like, two dates. They didn't even date. They knew each other for, like, a week. But it's, um, but the the part I would say, and again, I don't want to get spoiled too much, but, like, it's it's more reflective of, of Ricky's journey through transition and the bitterness that comes with it, which is something I want to talk on later. But in the meantime, Ree, please continue. So they have a big blow-up fight, but then there's and this, like, motif that's been pushed throughout the entire thing is this video of uh, Ricky when she was younger in her, like, super scene kid girl phase, you know, um, like, doing one of those I videos. I don't see that right now. Yeah, where you I hold up but one of those videos where you yeah. like hold up cards and like here's the sad things and like about how her yeah you mother hold up cards who, and you talk about your self harm yeah but talk about how because you know what she said was that her mother had like died from cancer earlier on but then it turns out that maybe like she had left the family like I wasn't super clear on that 
but her mother but basically her mother didn't approve of the transition and either left or maybe committed suicide i'm not really sure what that was but you know was talking about ricky's own like self-harm anorexia uh suicidal uh ideation that kind Mm -hmm. of stuff and yeah. then you know Robbie's like, oh shit! Like she just left in a in a egg angry. She's gonna hurt herself, and then runs to find her, and then ends up going finding her at like their own special little swimming hole, and she's fine. But then Robbie confesses that he's like loved her the entire time, and that she was jealous, and that he was jealous of Francesca, and then they end up like you know uh, Ricky's also loved him for the entire time, mm-hmm. and then you they know it was a happy up. ending. They got together, and then, yeah. And then in uh, the sweetest way, yeah. Oh, oh, so sweet. That cuddle scene. I know. Oh, oh god, uh, I cried. And, oh. He kissed her nose. Mm. He kissed her. He nose. kissed her nose, and she's like, "Are are you like freaked out about this and like sleeping with me?" And he's like, "I mean, it's new, but yeah, oh. but any, but also like part of it, and part of what set off like the you know big angry thing was that uh, Ricky didn't get into fashion school, but then it turns out that a dress that she had made for uh, Francesca, Francesca sent it to, I guess, a vlogger friend, like a fashion uh, vlogger friend who was mm-hmm. like, oh yeah, this person made this amazing dress and couldn't get into fashion school so everybody should like send her some money so she could start her line. And then she finds, then she goes home and finds out like, you know, like the fucking like Miracle on 34th Street, like big bag of letters, like Oh, it's uh, so good. It's like, these are all full of fans who are sending you money, do your thing, and then they go off to New York together, and that's the happy ending. And, yeah, that's the yeah, movie. And honestly, yeah. oh, oh, well, they also released the video to the public as well, though. The oh, video that's yeah. been playing throughout the entire... Yeah, go ahead. And it turns out, yeah, then the video, it turns out the video had a good end, and that she was like, oh, you know, I thought about hurting myself, but then I remembered, you know, how much I, like, my brother and my dad, and who would take care of them if I were gone, and if you're ever feeling bad, just caught, like, let me know and I'll tell you all the things you've forgotten because you're loved and it was really really sweet. It was so good. I just I hope no one posts the videos I took when I was in middle school on the internet. Oh yeah, while you were gone I found your I found your uh secret videos and yeah, they're all out there and they're going viral and now everybody Shit. knows about your Everybody knows that you're sad. Fuck, I was trying <laughs> to keep that on the DL. <laughs> Too late. All right, so yeah, I think that was a pretty good synopsis of the film. Again, I encourage everyone to go out and watch it because it is absolutely worth watching. Um, there's lots of details and stuff like that we'll touch on, but just because of the nature of this film and how much there is to talk about it, we probably won't touch on everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, so again, please go watch this film. Uh, this isn't like other films we've done in the past, like Girl, where we say don't watch it, or uh, fucking what is it, The Assignment, which now that we, we have assume is the best the whole thing. Yeah, now that we've spo- make sure you go watch this movie. Yeah, exactly. You'll know exactly what happens at the end, so you won't feel too sad. Perfect. So first topic that I think we should get into, um, and we'll get to gushing, and I can't imagine that we're going to stay on topic, but let's look at Patient Zero here and Ricky. Ricky was played by a trans actress playing a trans character. Michelle Hensley. Yeah, Michelle Hensley, who, who we found on Twitter. And apparently, I because I watched like a quick interview with the director, who, again, directed by, as far from as far as I can tell, a directed and written by a cis straight man. Yeah, which is mm-hmm. odd, because it is quite... Yeah. I, I thought it was quite yes. thoughtful re- representation. Exactly. And I wonder so to what it, extent it, like it, she influenced the script at well, all, or if it was really so just... I, Or how much research he did. Because I would... Okay, so what I got from the interview is that, you know, obviously, I guess, especially like even like 2014, which you forget how long ago that was in like transgender representation years. 
2014, or I guess it would have been filmed in 2013. Back in the old days. Ye old days, back in the Middle Ages. But, like, the fact that, like, he was like, oh, I want, like, this type of trans person, and, like, how hard it was to find somebody like that, and then ended up finding, like, a couple people, including Michelle, who had a YouTube channel where she talked about fashion, which, like, fit the character. And, mm -hmm. like, there I watched were... some of her YouTube videos. They're super cute. Aww. They're really just, like, vlogs. Aww. Like, they're they're... She's just vlogging. Oh, Love that's that. Adorable. That's so sweet. Even Michelle is sweet. Michelle, if you somehow find this episode, come on the pod. We come love on the you. Pod. We're going to find you. No, we'd love to have you on. Like, yeah. no, like her YouTube channel is very much like the character where it's just like her vlogging, like a little channel, just keep catching up. Yeah. Doing her outfit again, of the day. Me. I mean, she doesn't do that on the on her actual YouTube, but. And like, <laughs> it's cute. But yeah, the director also said that with the, um, with the trans people that he was able to find and. They did influence and basically say like, "Hey, like this thing that you have, the care that you have, um, Ricky saying like a trans person would never say that." Like originally with the like coming straight out to Francesca about being trans in the coffee shop right at the beginning, basically said like, "You know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't do that." Like, and let's bump it back. Yeah, well, yeah. that's that's something. Like, let's talk about that. Like, because she got to know Francesca and like made like a joke because Francesca like, oh, this joke was so good. So Ricky worked at a coffee shop mm -hmm. and Francesca came in to get coffee and they started like talking because Francesca talked about her fiance and they were talking about men and like Francesca's like well are, are you like you ever been married you ever been engaged and Ricky's like no you know men they the, they, the, the thing that they want most is the thing they're most afraid of and Francesca is like yes of course commitment and right when she says that Ricky says dick <laughs> Oh, she's and so then, good. And then Francesca's like, what? What did you just say? And Ricky's like, oh, you know, like, you know, the thing they want most is the thing they're most afraid of. <laughs> well, it's true. Like, so, like, in, in terms of Ricky's character, like, I want to touch on the humor a little bit as well, because, like, oh, she's so Ricky's funny. humor was, she's funny. And this is kind of like the nihilistic, but, like, also just brutally realistic uh, humor that I find, like, a lot of later, strand, later, later stage trans women go through, mm -hmm. which is this, like, which is this bluntness, which is this, like, like well, appreciating she, like, things for how they are. She, like, deflects, like, at one point, I forget what it was, but Francesca was about to say something kind of dubious. And right at that moment, Ricky, like, interrupts her with, like, a deflection joke about it, which is something that yeah. is, like, very much what we do, is, like, if we're trying to navigate a conversation about this thing that makes people uncomfortable. Exactly. We I do like, it with humor and this, like, blunt humor. Yeah, because, I mean, like, we, and this is something that came up, like, you know, it ties back into the humor a little bit, I find, in terms of IRL, uh, IRL, the fact that, uh, like, in the, in the video that's playing throughout the movie, uh, the bits and parts, her emo face. There is a part where she says that... Um, I'm sorry, um, she's actually seen. Oh, sorry, seen kid. Emo, emo is... Is it like... Is emo like a? Could it be used as like a slur? I feel like it look, must be. I I'm emo and I'm giving you an e pass. Okay, it's fine. Like I, I think that was part of the emo thing is that it was sort of a, a slur and then it was reclaimed by the emo I, community. I, I'm proud to be emo. You I understand. still listen to this. Is these were these were really big battles that we all went through and like I I know you like didn't keep up with the discourse at the time, but this is actually a big deal. You should read up. I was gonna say like now I only associate it with like shitty like scrams bands that rip off american football like so hey look i i still every day listen to dashboard confessional taking back sunday fucking my chemical romance that shit is my jam okay oh, but anyway there's only three bands that have ever mattered man the beatles there's the rolling stones and red jumpsuit <laughs> apparatus <laughs> fuck 
So the humor, though. Uh, so in the video where she's talking about her suicide, it's the suicide's not funny. I really need to clarify that. She kind of talk, brings it and touches on the fact that uh, she smiles despite feeling upset about things, mm-hmm. which is something that like I found because I watched this movie when I first started transitioning, and for some reason that part didn't stick out as much for me. But now that I've gone through it, I get it because for me personally, and for a lot of people I know. It's not that we become jaded in a sense that we're bitter old people, but there is a certain sense of jadedness that we develop in order to deal with the well, it's reality. Like you get used to the same shit over and over. At one point, like Francesca does the dark compliment that's like, oh, I wouldn't have even known. Oh. Like, there's... <laughs> the forbidden compliment. So much yeah. of what... I didn't know you were a real girl. So much of what people say to... Ricky in this movie is stuff that's like gross or problematic or questionable and like it is stuff that you fight in certain circumstances and you call out but you can't always do that sometimes you just like it's just gonna happen and you build up a way to deal with that by making jokes about it or just deflecting or just rolling with it or ignoring it and like I think they capture that quite well in this movie. Is that that defense mechanism? Because when you start off transition, like you know, the mo like you're you're there's like a nervousness. Like every time you get misgendered, you're just like if you're if you're more shy, you be like, oh, it's okay. Uh, but if you're more outspoken, you may call somebody out on it. Mm-hmm. But especially as time goes on, like there's there, there's these micro moments where you're just like somebody says something, and you're just like, ah, you know what, fuck it, it's fine. Like it's just like I, I they're not hitting me with a baseball yeah, bat. Well, and I'm it's good. like at this point for you, it's like going through the motions. You're just so used to it, and it's so mm-hmm. it's old news. Yeah, exactly. Like it's just like if I and like you could go through the whole ordeal of really challenging it, and sometimes you do when it's appropriate or when you think it's worth the energy but sometimes you just need to get through the fucking interaction and move on and plus like also like it depends on the person like in my experience like i've definitely had you know like things that are fundamental transgressions of like what we what we're you know expect as you know polite interaction with someone's transness and that i've been like yeah i don't really like this is like where we are both here in good faith and like we're going we are both we're going to continue to have conversations after this and we can like address and like develop understanding later on like so i'm not going to pick a fight right now mm-hmm. yeah and i mean like also too uh the like you also kind of like normalize the weirdness in a way that you start to forget about it like you know if i talk about uh you know a girl with a dick in this point in time like i just view it as a normal conversation I forget that sometimes when I'm hanging around like cishet friends and I bring that up um, and they just kind of look at me stunned. I'm like, what? What? Like, it's just a girl with a dick. I don't understand what the problem oh, like, is. It's, it's bizarre to them, this stuff that we're so used exactly. to. Exactly. And just, but it's a normal thing to us. And that's what thing I think cap, like was captured very well in this movie, uh, even to the point where um, the character of the love interest, sorry, remind me of her name. I'm drunk. Francesca. Francesca, thank you. Francesca was like a really good example of like, awkwardness and learning through now granted this was a mm-hmm. condensed movie like the movie's only about like what an she hour and a half did get like a lot better yeah um, over a short period of time yeah and yeah no she started real bad i mean like not terrible just confused and not knowing what to say totally but by the end she was like telling her shitty army boyfriend that he needed to fucking grow up um which was growth yeah and exactly and i mean like it's also good too because like i think it's also the one one of the big things i like about this movie that i maybe not have seen in past movies is the fact that 
This has also taught something to maybe new Babby trans as well. Not just the representation, but just like, you're going to meet people like Francesca who are earnest and they're going to sound mm -hmm. almost like the people that aren't. And so it is a good idea to put in a little bit of effort to try to figure out where the difference lies. You know, somebody who mm -hmm. has no idea about, let's say, for example, gay pride parade. Like, why are you having gay pride parade? Like, why isn't there a straight pride parade? That we have a gay pride parade because we want to wear dope ass looks yeah in public exactly that's why it's 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 simple like, i it's want Halloween to I, too. I this... it's a good excuse to get drunk in public yeah exactly and i want to wear the rainbow jumpsuit look the straights have saint patrick's day we I have want to get drunk in public yo, yo 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 hold on hold on hold on tangent tangent i got something so yeah there's that straight pride parade that what that you know is a, in the news right now um oh hopefully won't be hopefully won't be in the news by the time this episode comes out but that in Boston, yeah, because Costco already exists. So, but either way, it's in Boston, and so you and you just said, you know, straight people have St. Patrick's Day in Boston. There was the St. Patrick's Day, like the the group that puts it on. I think this was back in like 1994. Had a case that mm -hmm. went all the way up to the Supreme Court to be allowed to not allow gay people in the parade. What? Really? See, that's pretty that's pretty fucked up no, because St. Patrick actually threw the first brick. <laughs> <laughs> like how are you going to even enforce that as well? Like what, what it be, Well, no, like, cuz it wasn't like, no, no, it was it was a um there was like like an early like, you know, gay straight alliance group or like I forget what it was, but either way, it was an early gay rights group wanted to have you know, a part in the parade, the like, hey, yo, no fucking gay rights now kind of thing. And yeah. then, yeah, the um, they actually went up to the Supreme Court to not allow this gay group to have like a section in the parade. So, wow, St. Pat, up yeah, until a certain point, it was legally, it was legally a straight pride parade. Yeah, the Irish are just mad that we took the rainbow. St. Patrick's oh, Day. Also, Pride for Straight People. Also, also the Straight Pride Parade is being is a rebranded thing put on by a neo-Nazi group, as usual. So yeah, you could always just yeah, like assume course. they also have a Straight Pride flag now. By the way, it's black and white with the. Uh, There's like 17 Straight Pride flags. Fortran like pumps one out every month. It's actually just uh, at this point in time. I think the latest iteration though is just an IKEA flag. <laughs> so it's it's fine. No, IKEA IKEA is extremely gay. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, back. I've actually I was at IKEA recently, and some of the showrooms have like um, like photos and like profiles of the people who live there, and like they have a couple like lesbian couples oh, that's who cute. live in their showrooms. It's cute. Also, has it's it, good. I, have any of you gotten drunk inside an IKEA and just like wandered around? Oh God, yeah. It's no, so you know good. that. Um, like you can drink there. Like they sell booze at IKEA. Yeah, they do. That's how you yeah. get drunk. I've gotten yeah, drunk at IKEA. You, you, you get times. drunk, you eat a bunch of horse-filled meatballs, and then just wander around. Like just whatever you do, do not and learn from my experience. Do not do shrooms and go into IKEA, because oh, Jesus Lord. Yeah, no, because then you start thinking that you are in some alternate reality, and then you start like you sit down to like center yourself, and then you start wondering why people are in your living room. And why they have shopping carts in your bedroom? It's not fucking worth no, it. No, that is a nightmare scenario. Yeah, no, learn like, from don't my do mistake. Don't psychedelics at IKEA. Don't even be high at IKEA. Get drunk at IKEA. <laughs> All right. So going back to uh, Ricky. Oh, another fun fact is that IKEA will waive the cost of your food if you purchase enough stuff. Really? Like if you spend enough money, yeah, they'll get you free lunch. I don't know whether or not that applies to alcohol, but I hope it does. Ooh, oh my I, God. I don't know if that promotion is still in, going on. I don't know if they have this in other countries, but Ikea recently got a pretty kick-ass veggie dog. 
that I was like really so, oh yeah they have they have good yeah but it's, it's not like it's not like a veggie dog but it's actually like a hot dog shape but of like a densely packed like thing of different vegetables so it's actually good that's awesome all right we stand ikea yeah apparently. we stand ikea ikea's gay representation this is ikea come this on the pod. podcast episode was brought to you by ikea and go to ikea.com slash tranifesto <laughs> to get <laughs> it's still more dignity than casper mattress so yeah ricky was use your casper mattress under <laughs> IKEA go to ikea.com ikea.com casper and use the promo code hey hey listeners do you need to learn how to use the internet to get on casper well subscribe to audacity and with audacity's free month trial you can download books no wait no uh, that's not audacity that's audible it's audible oh it's audible oh fuck oh, me i'm drunk <laughs> Listen you need to, to go. listen to more podcasts. Yeah, apparently. I need to listen to other th- things other than just one Chapo episode over and over again. Ricky, coming back to the episode. <laughs> I feel so bad. One of my favorite history podcasts, Ties of History, just keeps having to do, like, oh me- like um, fucking uh, male, like, impotence, and erectile dysfunction, <laughs> and, like, like, ball- like, premature balding things. Can we... Can we make it a pack to try to oh, find, God. like, the most inappropriate sponsors for this show? Hey, you know what helps? Okay. All right. So this this episode is brought to you by estrogen. Yeah. If you're having estrogen and spironolactone. Yeah. So if you're having trouble with male pattern baldness, <laughs> you should consider hormone replacement have you, have you tried becoming a girl? Estrogen, ruin your life today. Have you tried getting cucked? Fuck. So can we please... Finally get back to fucking Ricky and not goddamn IKEA vegetarian hot dogs. I love the fact that she's a fashion designer. Okay, like yes. My ex-boyfriend wanted there we me go. to be a fashion designer. Thank and I, Christ. I love that. I like I, I like the representation of a girl who wants to be a fashion designer but like doesn't get the momentum and just wants to yeah. dresses. Also too gaffes. uh in comparison to uh girl, even though girl's like a terrible movie in all regards, but the one thing that was cool in this was that the family was awesome. Uh in the context of her. Like the family was supportive. There was no awkwardness. Except the mom. Yeah, well there was the mom thing, but like the pre- I guess I should say the present family. And the even the br- The dad a cutie. The oh, yeah, absolute oh the dad is oh salt and pepper. Mm. How is why is this a- he was not that attractive. Yeah, I, I, I don't, I don't feel you on this one. I think I, I, I would, I would, I would, I would. Why is this such a consistent thing on our show? Is just like enjoying the dads. Well, I think we all have. I something. could offer you an explanation. <laughs> yeah, no. Let hey, me Freud, open. come on the pod. Freud. Um, but the the fact of the matter is, like a lot of like one of the stereotypes that shows up in uh, queer or trans movies in particular is the idea that like it's the trans person who's insane and it's the family that's loving and supportive like girl um but it didn't happen in this movie and there was actually a really interesting moment between the younger brother and ricky where he asked her hey is it okay am i normal if i play with like what was it i play with dolls as well as i play with this stuff no oh go ahead it was like he was like asking if it was normal that he was like into boy shit oh that's right yeah yeah, yeah. so yeah because he liked to play with like the toy marines and stuff and he was like well like you were a boy and like you, you then you play with like dolls and stuff and so i'm wondering like is it okay that i don't want to yeah and she's like you're perfect just the way you are little sweet boy yeah play with your play with your army shit just like don't be a cop yeah 
She didn't say that part, <laughs> but we we we're gonna put that in. Uh, we'll make a we'll make an extended cut and we'll just mouth it in. The other part that I really liked with Ricky uh, was with Ricky and Robbie or Riley, sorry, or so Ricky and Robbie. God damn it, Robbie Riley. There's too many R's. Ricky and Robbie. Yeah. So uh, when Ricky and Robbie are in the car, and this is an interesting point for me. Maybe maybe it's different for you too, but for me because I transitioned entirely with mostly like cishet people. So I had to like figure, cause I don't know why I just didn't like, Re was kind of like the first like queer person I hang out, I like hung out with. And I'm like, oh, that's is cool. Like ca- capital Q queer. Cause even like the trans oh, yeah, people ex- you hung out with before then were pretty normie. Yeah, exactly. But like, there's this moment. Well, the car- I mean, Ricky is kind of a normie. Well, that's exactly it. And that's, so this is why I love was is the moment in the car that they're discussing what is straight sex and what isn't. And those conversations. <laughs> oh that God, happen. yes. Because like it's because I remember too. Like when I was first transitioning, and I'm just like, because I before I even looked up anything, I was just like, because I read some stuff online and didn't really give me a definite answer. I'm like, so am I straight if I have sex with the? I don't know. And so like I had conversations with like cis people about like what do you think this is and. It was like it was like a democracy trying to figure out what the fuck it actually was. Yeah, and so like it's it's the age old question: Are traps gay? And they like go deep into it in this movie. Oh, well, yeah, because it's yeah, the, like the, the idea. Yes, yeah, like what is like is it like because even yeah, he's, the straight guy is asking like it's like would it be gay like if I no? What am I thinking? It, the, the the original question was because like Francesca and. Ricky hooked yeah, up. Yeah, and then she's like, and oh, does Francesca this Francesca was gay? like, am I gay yeah. now? And then, like, Ricky was talking to Robbie about it, and Robbie was like, no, well, that's straight, because there's, like, a penis. And Ricky's like, well, I mean, but I'm, like, a woman, and I've got, like, tits and stuff, and, like... there, Yeah, there was an interesting discussion. Robbie's like, well, no, and, and then they, like, get into the weird nitty-gritty of it. Yeah, and, like, is it gay if you take a finger up your butt? And, like, he's like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. and it, Ricky, like, interrogates Robbie about the fact that he's had a finger up his butt. Yeah. Two fingers, actually. Yeah. Well, one of my, one of the it's things a I lot li- like a penis. Well, one of the things I liked about it, yeah, she held, holds up her two fingers, and it was just the funniest thing. But the thing I like is that, for me personally, without seeing like I don't really care about the gender of the person that I date or am with. Um, it was nice to kind of see this conversation about like it was the start of a conversation realizing that gender is mostly bullshit, and obviously that wasn't the focus of this film, but it kind of touched on it a little bit. Like you know, you're attracted to who you're attracted to. Um, and it shouldn't really matter about the gender. But um, even in terms of attraction, uh, another part with Ricky's character and Francesca's character that we would be amiss not to bring up because it was one of the both cutest and hottest things I've seen in a long time, which was that mostly sex out sex makeout scene, which was incredibly good. Well shot. Again, for a cishet director, that was incredibly well done. I thought it was very cute. Mm-hmm. I thought it was very tasteful. They did that well. Yeah, and it's like, honestly, it reminds me a lot, of, this might be telling, this reminds me of like a lot of trans, amateur trans porn that you will see online. It's usually just two trans girls on a couch talking about how much they love each other and are very sweet and kind and caring. Then they fuck each other up the ass, but then they go back to cuddling and being sweet and caring and kinding. And it was just, it's so nice. Why are we watching movies? That sounds like good representation. Yeah, we're going to do porn <laughs> reviews soon, and uh, I'm here for it. But <laughs> I jerk off to it, so you don't have yeah, to. Yeah, uh, amateur. There's another sex scene. <laughs> Do you want to talk about the other sex scene? Uh, oh, yes. The other sex scene. Wait. Well, yeah. so like when Ricky, well, when Robbie realizes that he's in love with Ricky and goes and chases her down to make sure she's not killing herself by jumping off the waterfall, he finds her skinny dipping, which like running away to skinny dip when you're sad is pretty, pretty good. Pretty yeah. Good <laughs> that's um, that's, that's and, pretty trans sad girl. And he's like, 
he he winds up saying that like he thinks she's beautiful and then she like steps out of the water fully naked like full frontal nudity yeah and like Love saunters the, up to the him. obligatory trans full frontal nudity scene the, the dick shot yeah. yeah saunters up to him and then they like and then she's like do you still think i'm beautiful and he's like yes and then they like fuck or like make out on the beach in the dark yeah pretty good yeah yeah well i mean like and so this is an interesting part and i'm glad you brought this up because but yes we should talk about the nudity yeah. was that necessary so when this movie came out first i remember reading an article about it that kind of <coughs> lampooned the whole full frontal nudity saying that it was like a cliche gratuitous yeah and gratuitous so i like the first time i watched it i just had that in my head um but it's been some time and i've watched it again and i <sighs> Personally, and I could, I, I'm sure there's lots of people that disagree. I thought it was good, tasteful, and well placed within the film. The times that uh, yeah. the genitals are alluded to in the film is well, it's like a, it's like a Chekhov's gun. Yeah. Oh, totally. But Chekhov's yeah, gun bring, is a girl yeah, dick. <laughs> Chekhov's dick. <laughs> Chekhov's girl dick. But it's 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 good that like. All the talks of genitalia, even the big reveal about the genitalia in there, is all done in a way that's not just to like, it's not for like morbid curiosity. Yeah. It's like people and actually, it, yeah. yeah, it's like people actually it's discussing. It's her coping with how other people relate to her body. Exactly. And that, and that moment when she comes out of the water too, like for me, that was good because it was a very good reliance of symbolism in terms of her kind of like. It, it, you know, if you think of it this way, it's kind of heavy-handed, but like bearing all the penis yeah, the represents <laughs> her emotional <laughs> liberation. Yes, and so the she kind of shows them all, and it's just basically like you know, you've known me since like this point in time. Do you still love me? And he says yes, and they kiss and they make out, and then they go home and have what I assume yeah. is probably the best sex they will ever have. But well, and like I I relate to that scene, like the. The being fully naked and fully visible when your body is marked in this way that is obvious and like that is shocking to a lot of people. Yeah. And to then sort of face that full on, like it, it did resonate emotionally. And I don't think it was like hyper sexualized. Like I don't think that it was like a, the, the, I don't think the point was like this weird erotic fixation. I think it was like a, an emotional crescendo where yeah. she was facing yeah. this and well, cause, he had to face it and they faced it together and it was fine. Well, it had to be because Robbie's arc was his like relationship t with his own sexuality, I guess, in a sense. like Yeah, and coming to terms with the fact that he's in love with a trans girl. And just male insecurity in general. Yeah, because multiple times he's like, oh, even though you are a woman, you are having da -da -da, like if you have sex with another person with a dick, it's gay sex or whatever. And, yeah. Or like, well, it's, it's him overcoming the like transphobia that he yeah. was raised with and that he's internalized. Yes, yeah, like I, I, I see you as nothing more than I, I like only see you as a woman. Yet, you know, there's all of this like you know you have all of this male baggage still with you, and you have and here's like the sexual thing, and like there's there's a running thing of well, him. Like, like, I'm not supposed to be yeah. attracted to. And you. also like the big blow up fight is him being like, oh, you know, you're even though you're you're a woman, but you're not like acting like a woman. The way you are at treating the situation yeah. is the way a man would treat the situation, and it is upsetting to me because I see you as a woman, kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, and it's like, and and then he like realizes, I think, that what he was saying in that scene wasn't really how he feels. Yeah. It yeah. was 
the, this this baggage that he was carrying of this transphobia that was getting in the way of his feelings. You know what? You know what? And actually, when he confronted the fact that he sees this person as a person and he loves this person, mm-hmm. yeah, he was able to just like realize that all of that was bullshit and it was mean and toxic and he could get rid of it and yeah. show up for someone he cares about. And so, like, I, I think there was value to it. Yeah, and I think like one of the I think what like and I just realized now with talking about it like it's a good way to view this view this film as like literally everybody in this movie is coming to terms with Ricky's transness even Ricky herself because she struggles with understanding even sexuality like she doesn't know what to do well she had sex once and it's with a guy who immediately turned into like the most hateful transphobe in the entire town totally and um I think with the just kind of like my thought final thoughts on the, the the full frontal scene I think why I liked that scene and I don't view it as a problem is because like her whole body was the part on display. It wasn't fixated on the dick, which tends to come up with morbid curiosity. So like yeah, the she, dick was there, but it was it was like it was just there. It was everything and it didn't have to be it wasn't any longer than it needed to be. And I know this is like being hypercritical of one part, but it is because it's a high it, risk it maneuver. Because like is it like yeah, is it possible to pull off? I think they pulled it off. Yeah, I think they did a fantastic job. Like if you're gonna do something like that, there's like ninety nine ways to fail and maybe like one or two to do it right. And I think they honestly found the one or two ways to do it. I understand the counter argument. I understand why some mm-hmm. people would think it's gratuitous or in bad taste or unnecessary. I think it serves an emotional function. Totally. I don't like I, I don't know. No, I think it does. And I think it does a good job to exemplify just like... I've, what I felt in that scene was was that anxiety that she had. Oh, yeah. Of showing her body to this person. Totally. Who she loves and who she's scared won't accept her mm-hmm. fully. Yeah, because... And then facing that. Uh, on the flip of that, though, like, it also didn't have to be a full frontal shot. Like, that shot could have been like entirely from behind like they didn't have to do it that way if that's true they could have done the like the thing they did in ace ventura yeah i think they could have like they didn't have to but like i am glad they did because i thought it was more impactful like i think if they just showed it from behind like i think like the important thing for the in this is that we saw her face with it so that helps humanize it and didn't make like if i saw it from behind i think it would have been more awkward and for me when it showed her face and the whole body and stuff like that it didn't fixate on the dick it fixated on her as a whole um and it came also symbolically after like her deepest darkest secret had been revealed and like all to bear um so like you're right they they could have gotten away with like a rear admiral shot but um they went full frontal and i think that was i think honestly that was the better choice to make in the situation that's fair Moving on, though, uh, I'd like to kind of go over the... uh, We've talked about a lot about the the positive relationships and we kind of alluded to the negative stuff. I would like to take a moment to focus on the negative relationships as well because even though they're bad, they're good representation in the fact that they're fairly accurate. And I would like to start off by talking about G.I. Jackass. Fucking army boy. ASAB, all soldiers are bastards. Exactly, we do not stand. So, the well, so- yeah, and, and the biggest problem with Ricky is that she, she supports the troops. Yeah, that's our only that's complaint That's how you know she's movie. a normie trans girl and not yeah. a Twitter trans girl. Because she, she supports the troops and she has a YouTube channel instead of a podcast. <laughs> We still love you. Please come on the show. But like, so yeah, G.I. Jackass, who I refuse to say his actual name, basically, like, there's a lot of negative parts of this character, and it's very 
well represented that like right off the gate even before we got to the transphobia that he's not exactly a great person with the line where he's talking about like uh, Afghanistan and they're talking about marriage and he basically says something like you know marriage is the only thing these like was it savages or something have over here that's civilized it's like the only thing that they're civilized about is yeah. that they save themselves from marriage like you uh, my virgin princess uh, or something oh god like what you know like oh, she, like both yeah. of them have been have been fucking before so yeah exactly oh yeah they've all been fucking so yeah um, so as, as typical that's also good representation yeah yeah exactly everyone fucking everybody but so yeah he eventually comes home early and as we explained earlier and basically finds oh yeah in the initial skype call freaks out when he finds out that francesca is friends with ricky and robbie and like just basically goes off like you can't hang out with that that you know freak and by the way sorry this we're gonna have to use some foul language because it's used in here uh fag that tranny yeah tranny um basically like, words like that uh to describe her and uh francesca basically just like doesn't understand what's happening and even though he like he does come around the end but like let's talk about well, like sort of yeah sort of he, he starts I guess he comes around in the end he's like because he, what he's navigating i think the movie is trying to say is he had sex with ricky and he is deeply 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 ashamed of it yeah and so he's like manifested that shame into bigotry exactly um, like the, the most like virulent bigotry even like the tea party dad is like yo chill dude like <laughs> exactly my daughter can like hang out with a trans woman if she wants to whatever it's I, I'm, I'm more liberal than you think and yeah. like and so that's what he's allegedly navigating is yeah. his feelings of shame there's that beautiful line too where it's just like it's like was it dad was it you're so conservative you go let let was it bill o'reilly teabag you yeah and he goes well i don't know what teabagging is but if it's you know having a good drink with uh, him then bill o'reilly can mr o'reilly <laughs> mr o'reilly can teabag me anytime but uh, his wife's like it's a, just don't say that that word doesn't mean what you think it means yeah so actually i'd like to point out something to you two because you two have an experience that i do not have which is dating men as trans women with with the i feel so special actually to be fair like both of mine were eggs and have since, oh, have since hatched so all right well okay please so we're don't gonna focus please, most... please don't misgender my exes no matter how shitty yeah. they might be fair enough the resident straighty it's me uh, so it's you so I'm not straight in terms of because i've seen this with on. some I would if I could, but there's like, where? <laughs> Who? Who? Where? So there's just something that comes up every once in a while, and it's I think it was talked about on the Bailey J show at some point in time, uh, which is the idea of the uh, the weird, I say weird world, but like almost the shame dynamic that exists, uh, that exists within cis-hetero men who date trans women, and like this, this, mm -hmm. this, this uh, insecurity that comes with it. And I say insecurity because... It, from my understanding, like obviously it comes it comes across a lot in transphobia and whatnot, but it's also them being mad at themselves because they can't wrestle away from their own toxic masculinity. And Amy, I wanted to get your thoughts on that. Well, I'd like to start by saying that I think the thing that men struggle with with me is that I am taller than them, <laughs> I have a bigger dick than them, <laughs> and I'm out of their league. <laughs> We stand. That, that's the difference, but, just because I'm not a, I'm not out of anybody's league, so that's why I, I just am not able to get anything. Oh, I'm not even in the sport, so we're good. I'm just playing tennis. <laughs> <laughs> so balls? no, there is. I mean, there's there's different types of this, right? So there's the men who are like chasers who have like a fetish. Usually, they're actually like 
the worst people mm-hmm. have terrible politics don't respect trans women don't have like progressive notions about sexuality or anything and really toxic human beings to be with but i don't think that's who we're talking about here i think that some men struggle with the social aspect of it where they're like afraid that other people will judge them like other men will see this and judge them for it i mean we see that in this movie where robbie is like in that car with all of his bros back in the day yeah um waiting to pick up ricky and they're like like ragging on him for wanting to hang out with a trans woman yeah or yeah they they can it, it like it, it affects their status in their minds to be seen with someone who is so marked and who might affect like other men's opinion of their masculinity and there's also like a third type that's genuinely trying and doesn't really worry about the social stuff but is just like still stuck with these internalized beliefs just because that's society. I mean, I have internalized transphobia. Yeah. And I've done a lot more thinking about this than most dudes. And like, and so they are like fighting this thing where on the one hand they might love someone or they might really want to be with someone or they might not even be ashamed to be with this person, but like still in the back of their mind there's a little transphobe yelling at them. And so this manifests in being weird or shitty or evasive. Um, acting like Robbie does at parts in this movie, etc. And I think that's like I think that's a good point because it's just like there's and I think that was a pretty good breakdown. That's of the my general. expertise. Yeah, no, no, it's perfect. It's better than what we got. But yeah, like I think it's just like dating a trans woman makes you less of a man somehow. It's I mean, there's a lot of things unfortunately that quote unquote well, make it's, you it's less of a man. Partly like homophobia. Like it, it. Well, it's it's all homophobia. Yeah, yeah it's like um, because masculinity gets tied to heteronormativity. And so to be masculine is to be straight. Mm -hmm. And so to date a trans woman is potentially less straight. Yeah. In people's minds. And so that wrestles with their masculinity. It's a threat to their masculinity. Well, it's like, yeah, because it's such a central identity. And it's like, it's a really good example of, you know, the people, like an example of like how the people who decry identity politics are typically just people who are like, you know, cis, straight, blah, 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 who don't view those as identities themselves. And this is a really good example of how like fragile that can be because there's no expectation of cis, straight, white people to really sit down and like understand what that means and what that means to them. And it's also too like, I mean, that's why I like generally find like, and I generally find that like women, cis, cis women tend to be more accepting of trans women in terms of like uh, gay or bisexual relationships because it's just like because that element of not like if they're with a trans woman that doesn't make well, it's them like less self-reflection has already happened too yeah exactly and so like i thought it was encapsulated really good in terms of it showed it in a bit of like extreme scenarios which it just has to for a film but with uh, the gi joe guy just basically completely going off the deep end to the point where it's just like you can see it like he's like once you realize that he was scared of people finding out that he had done this, all of us like had sex with Ricky, then it basically like he's his entire character was basically just a giant panic reflex. Even him like arguably mm-hmm. even going to Afghanistan was basically just to prove how macho he was. Yeah, exactly. And so everything becomes an attempt to patch over this um, crime against masculinity masculinity yeah. that he has committed. Yeah. By sleeping with like a really hot woman. Yeah. That's so fucking gay, dude. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, it's gay. And Well, uh, I mean, he to be fair, he did take it, which in traditional Judeo-Christian values is gay. It's only gay if you're on the bottom. According 
yeah, according exactly. to Western civilization, it's not gay if you're a top. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Jesus was a power bottom. I think that Ben Shapiro actually wrote about this in his new book, um, <laughs> The Right Side of History, and he says that the right side of history is on the top. <laughs> that's, his, that's his new book, The Top Side of History. <laughs> ben Shapiro, come on the pod. Yeah. We'll, uh, also, Ben Shapiro, can you please explain how houses underwater you sell? Because I'm very curious about that. <laughs> uh, All right. Have you perfect. seen so, Have you seen those super cursed like pictures of like Ben Shapiro as a trans man? Oh no. God. Oh, it's so oh. cursed. All right. Oh God, I gotta see those. Yes. Yeah, like, have you seen that, that photoshopped image of Ben Shapiro like in like scene makeup? <laughs> a very handsome woman. <laughs> ben, come out. It's okay. Like we discussed with G.I. Joe in this movie, he overcompensated. You too have overcompensated. It's okay. This is a safe place actually, to come out. I actually think that Ben Shapiro is a trans guy jokes are a little bit too hot right now. For <laughs> <people podcasts>. <laughs> <laughs> like, I think we can actually be cancelled for this. Please. I should have been cancelled for things at least five episodes ago. That's what I was saying. I was saying that they're terrible. I can't believe people are making these jokes. That's what I was saying. Oh, God. Alright, so yeah. Uh, there's that. There's also terms of like other people that the dynamic relationships, negative stuff. Uh, there's the mom of Francesca, where she goes to confront uh, Ricky at her business or where oh, Ricky's yeah. Ricky. I forgot about that. Was that a good scene. Yeah. And, where she's like, you know, you're beautiful, you're tall, you're powerful. I like this thing you got going on. You're doing great for yourself. I know you've been through a lot, probably, because everyone here hates you. But like, you know, keep doing what you're doing. Just like, you know, you don't have to like use the word transgender. You can just like be like a normal woman. Just like don't talk about it because it's yeah. not ugly. Yeah, the, she says that uh, was it. Yeah, transgender is an ugly word. You could just say you were born with a birth defect. And Ricky has this amazing, an enormous yeah. birth defect. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> we're jackasses that's the defect but no the ricky has this great line back where she goes okay sure is that your is was this like is that your issue and just like fucking storms out it was no so it's, it's like is that is that how you approach this yeah like, is that how you solve yeah. also because <laughs> so, yeah she's her, her clap back is literally just haha you're a tranny too yeah which, <laughs> honestly well i see i didn't know if it was that worse. i didn't know if that, that's what she was saying or just saying that the fact that that woman was a jackass was a birth defect no, that yeah, that's, 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 that's what it was. Oh. But one thing I really, one thing I really liked about that scene is that was like the first time that like I really understood why this is good representation, because that scene could have happened basically if this was a thing where you know you had the rich regular girl, and Ricky's character could have been poor, could have been like you know a person of color, could have been a lot of things, and had that exact same scene based on the the dynamic that was in play that is a very understandable and like old like dynamic and i think totally. that's what made mm -hmm. me understand why i love this and why this is great representation because it's the first time that i've seen this as a person is overcoming their you know their specific like difficult circumstances like their minority status but like in the same way that i've seen you know countless other stories do the same yeah but for other statuses. Exactly. And I mean, like, it's it's nice because one of the things that we were talking before we started recording was that this show is very white. Um, so we will acknowledge that. I mean, like... It, oh, it, it's, it's, it's like, there's literally not a single person of color in this entire yeah. movie. So except I mean, at the end when there are people watching her YouTube video go viral. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I mean, like, the... 
the int- the thing is like you know there's an argument that could be made it was for the sake of the aesthetic of being like in an all white town and so it's supposed like so everyone is like a Tory yeah exactly like it's an argument an argument could be made that it's done for an aesthetic choice to create this sense of like whiteness and isolation because growing up in Langley which I apparently have now just found out Lauren Southern came from <laughs> makes sense you're the same yeah. doesn't that try you're the same yeah. type of person no. But like it's it's true. Like it's just like it's there there is a whiteness, like even where I came from, fucking Langley, there is a whiteness there. It is a very white place. There is white I say white culture, but like I don't mean that in terms of like Western culture, just like fucking like, you know, fucking was it sandals and shorts and like sitting outside. Like I guess that's soon that's like white people culture. I don't know what the fuck they do. But that I don't was, think that's white people culture. I have no idea. I think that's pretty universal. No. I think that it's white look, people every, culture is I don't like, know how it's possible, but every single dad uh, white dad has a pair of sandals that they have worn for at least 12 or 15 years that are being held together by duct tape okay I don't know how it's possible and cargo it's shorts cargo shorts and cargo shorts yes yeah but I think that kind of led to the sense like the all white town very like traditional in the past so I kind of could see a reason for that but the the family even the family with the uh, even Francesca's family where it's like old money as well so like the idea of it's just like it's a southern place in time that hasn't gotten caught up with the rest of the world this is a good a good opportunity to talk about like transness in a small town yeah because um, that is very much the aesthetic of this movie and like there's this fantastic line where they're like Francesca and Ricky are like dress shopping and Francesca's like, God, I already have all these dresses. There's like no dresses in this city um, or this town. And like, this is one, this is the biggest problem of being in a small town. And Ricky's like, does not even make my top 10. <laughs> and then she says, I was born in the wrong body and in the wrong town, Yeah, which is such a good line. And it's like, it is when you live in a small town like this, you're trapped because you know everybody and you know, you've known everybody since high school, yeah, since middle school. And then it's and like all your like your, your fucking high school bullies are now like the boyfriends of your friend, and it's yeah. it's a mess. Yeah, and, and it's like transitioning in that environment and being the outcast in that environment is just yeah like a special sort of hell. It's 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 difficult because like in order for like a lot of people to transition, you do have to shed away some parts of the past, a good portion of it in some cases. Um, even moving out from like, cause I had lived in BC and Scotland for a short period of time, but mostly BC, even coming over here to the mm-hmm. East coast, I feel a lot better because no one has known me pre this, like this is me and I get to know oh, everybody's no. this. And so it's wonderful. Yeah, like that's something. Yeah. It's, it's beautiful. Like, I, that's, that's why I understand the impulse to go stealth. Cause like when someone didn't know you before, they treat you different. Oh, exactly. Like you never get, you don't get misgendered by like, not like you're the chance of you getting misgendered or having your gender identity interrogated, like drops 90%, even with people who aren't like super woke. If you yeah. have, if they did not know you before. Yeah. yeah and and it's like they, they have so, if they've seen, if they knew you before, they have a harder time genuinely seeing you as your gender. Yeah. And, and yeah. that manifests in all kinds of ways and it's toxic. And I understand the impulse, like the old school way of transition of just like move to a new city, change your name. Yeah. Like delete your Facebook. Yeah. Or you don't even have a Facebook. The old school and way like, of deleting your Facebook. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. And, and like, just starting brand new. Well, it's like, it, I get it. it. It's worth it because like, even like, I didn't even realize how much I was doing it until I was out here. Cause I thought I was like, I'm like, ah, I'm with some like BC's, like Vancouver's pretty liberal. Uh, like it's pretty, 
it's as woke as any like major metropolis city is gonna get and then i moved out here and i'm like in fucking boonies quebec and it's there's no problem it's wonderful and like there is there is i could tell the way that some of my peers interacted with me even at work was based on the idea that they knew me before and saw me switch into this whereas yeah and so they can't help but yeah exactly and here it's no problem like there has never been a misgendering here there has never been anybody Mm -hmm. being weird and it's not like i'm even trying to go fully stealth i'm just trying like i will talk to people about this in whatever time is proper but like everybody i've met even people i've met continually like uh like steph's family none of them have asked anything and they've been nothing but wonderful so, so everybody's do- using the correct gendered conjugation at you yeah I, that's i was very <laughs> specific about that this is great by the way french is bullshit because now like everything has a gender and it Ooh. fucking sucks yeah it can um, be misgendered yeah. at, like in every single el, el n'est yeah. pas el n'est pas un homme elle est, elle est un uh, Femme? Uh, yeah. God, your French is just delicious. <laughs> Should do an entire uh, podcast. In yeah, that's a, that, that's what we have to do. It's like we have to start Should, doing. We have to start committing to Canadian laws and doing half of the podcasting, like half the podcast in French. Uh, oh God, yeah, just you're right. Feel? Like uh, our broadcasting laws here, we're probably like yeah. We'll just yell tabernacle for about 15 minutes. I think that'll cover it. Yeah, we have to start um, leaning into being... The RCMP are going to... Maybe we can get a grant. Maybe we can start getting some money for CanCon. It's like... Ooh, yeah, let's do that. Get the Canadian government as a patron. (laughs) (laughs) But yes, before before we kind of wrap up here, I just want to finish up uh, Amy's point, which is, yeah, if you're in a small town, especially... um, one that's stuck in like the past, much like this town is, a very white, very old fashioned to some regard, a very Republican. Uh, when you're surrounded by people that are cishet and you don't have a community that you can really reach out to, uh, this is 2014. So I would say that like trans representation online isn't as prevalent as it is today. Um, so like a lot of us went to like fucking Susan's place or 4chan boards to try to find somebody. Uh, yeah, I know. I know. Ugh. I know. Oh, Vietnam god, flashbacks. I forgot about Susan's place. Oh god. Yeah, sorry. Oh, uh, but we, whatever. But, okay, go on, Han. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Isn't it I fun? Have, yeah, sorry. It might. I. I. It's one of those ones where I've never heard it said out loud. But so in yeah, my it's, head, it it's was Han. Well, it's short for honey. I know. Yeah, I know. Like, it is the worst. Oh, Han. Um, but. You when you're in that my scenario. favorite Chinese restaurant was called Hans, so that's the way I pronounced it in my head. <laughs> Yes, for all the all the trans women. Yeah, but yeah, the 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 small town and being in that 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 issue and trying to get out because she was trying to go to New York City for fashion, but like I would argue that there's also a point of just like because you can get make the fuck fashion out of this town. Yeah, exactly, and like all the people that are there and all the memories. Like she seemed to be like even from a young age. There's some flashback scenes which I thought were really fucking funny. It may not be everyone's humor, but like the fucking scene when there's like they're all out fucking like there's like a young version of her uh and they're all out trick-or-treating and she's dressed up as a princess and this streaker comes over and like he's like hey kids and he just like whips open his jacket no it says trick-or-treat yeah he flashes her oh trick-or-treat and then then, yeah and then she stares him down and (laughs) lifts up her own dress and says trick oh so good and then she just goes help officer and then the police officer comes and fucking just goes after him which like yeah to, to get a, a problematic fave yeah it's a problematic fave I, if anybody said that that was inappropriate or too much i would fine but i still loved it the but like it is hard to do that in a situation and that's why like online support communities or even what people argue as safe spaces are important because like otherwise you're you do run the risk of becoming more jaded. Uh, you don't do run the risk of making the wrong decisions. Like again, there was a part where uh, Ricky and Robbie were talking about like 
what's a vagina like? Like, what do you do with a penis in a vagina? And so like, you know, like I, my, my, my friends that I know that are all trans are just like, I don't know, man, just like slap a dick. I don't know. Like, it's just like, it's, everyone just kind of okay with it. I want to tell Ricky that she doesn't have to do PIV if she doesn't want to. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's, it's fine. You can, there's lots of different ways. Uh, you don't have to top, babe. Yeah, it's okay. Um, there's, there's good mouth Honestly, feel. she might just love topping. That, I hope she true. does. I hope she does. I, <laughs> Canonically, it you know, it, we do need top trans girl representation because pretty much most I of us. I think we just need tops in this community. Yeah, we need we have bottoms and bottoms who lie and say they're switches. It's it's not very good. Which is a um, very large bottom move. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> pretending to be a, what is it? Being a bottom pretending to be a switch is the ultimate bottom power move. <laughs> no, it's like you've got two bottoms. And the bigger <laughs> bottom winds up topping. Because <laughs> they're more deferential. Yeah, and it's always so awkward. You're like, yeah, I'm going to fuck you. Yeah, so... <laughs> trans you people. Like trans people, fix your shit. Yeah, or just record more of that cuddling porn on, on Pornhub. Because I honestly fucking love that shit. So I think that's pretty much everything. Again, there's lots to discuss on this fucking movie. We are this one might be worth coming back for like a part two eventually. Yeah, we might we might do this again. Um, and actually, we, we might do this again on another topic that I would like to bring out as the outro. Um, we have a Patreon now. We after people actually messaging us and telling us to you get can on give that us shit. Money. Yes, which give is me great. Money. Your money, money, helps us. please. Yeah. I'll send you a personalized voice note. Yeah, exactly. We'll, we'll, yeah, well, every every Patreon, we will get Amy to send you a personalized... No, please delete that. I'm not doing that. <laughs> she will come to your house and personally thank you. I'll do... I'll, I'll ASMR in your ear. <laughs> oh, perfect. Excellent. Can that be Can that be a reward tier, please? Yeah, exactly. If you donate uh, $10,000 to the show... entire Amy ASMR. Yeah, we will get someone to show up. But, uh, so yeah, we have basically two tiers. Uh, one of them's two bucks, which is allows you to a private area of our Discord server. We also have a Discord server. We'll, we'll get to that in a second. Oh, God. Yeah, we'll get to it. Don't worry. Um... But we have a private section on our Discord we'll be setting up that allows you to actually uh, be part of our conversations regarding what movies we do next or if we're making new merch or decisions for the show. You can actually be a part of that. Uh, and then also for $5 a month, you get access to that plus the additional bonus shows that we will be releasing. So very well, we might be doing one on this again where we get further into it. Um, and you'll be getting that ahead of everyone else by at least a few weeks. Um, so also, you, these reward tiers may or may not change. Yeah, we we're we're feeling out. And then please, as well, it's all brand new. We yeah, please bear with us. We have no anything. idea what we're doing. We honestly didn't think anybody other than like a couple of drunk friends would listen to this show, and it's blown up a lot more than we were anticipating. Uh, we are now over two thousand downloads of episodes on like twelve episodes. So that's insane. Thank you all again for supporting us in that regard. And as a thank you to this, we have finally uh, gone against our better judgment and made a Discord server, which we... Yes, uh, we have. So uh, you want you some, sure have. If you want some discourse about Khrushchevian revisionism, <laughs> or... Yeah, we, we, uh, we, have, um, we have lots of different groups. There are people from all walks of life, on this Discord server. And they're all tankies. <laughs> <laughs> but we love them, so it's okay. We love we love we our love good tanky it. kids. 
Um, and the Juche idea yeah. is alive and well. L L O T Lever Takis. Exactly. Um, and also to uh, so yeah, if it's on our our Twitter page, uh, which is at Trenifesto Pod, uh, so feel free to go over there, join us, and uh, enjoy the madness, which is our server. Uh, our server is a lot like our podcast. It may not be for everybody. We do tend to say a lot of words that may be problematic but we try to make it a fun place for everyone as best we can also like you're not allowed to be horny <laughs> oh yes yes sorry this no is horny. actually the important thank you so we have an ex- anti-horny action <laughs> we there was one decision we made when we made this assert made this server is it's anti-horny and uh we are the anti-horny gang um so there's no horny on this server you can be horny for politics that's fine we all want to fuck marks it's just a natural part of life Beard but dad. we are not yeah, exactly. Beard Papa. We are not horny for each other in exactly. this space. There are, literally go to any other trans girl server. It's perfectly exactly. fine to be horny. That's okay. And that's, that's, a, that's the thing is what we are afraid of yeah. is that this Discord will turn into every other trans Discord server and every other trans Discord server collapses after six months due to political you know, factionalism. What the problem is, like, is that of, is that polycule fracture. We need cis men to join our server to dilute <laughs> the pool. <laughs> Oh god, yeah. If you're like straight or cis, you're allowed. Yeah, we we welcome you at this point in time. You can see what the absolute cesspool of transgender folks are. And like, we love like, you all. Trans people are entitled to their spaces, but like we cannot be left to our own devices. Yeah, exactly. So TLDR, uh we're sex positive. We love the sex workers. We love the sex. But this is an anti horny server. Oh, if you're gonna be horny, take it to take it to the DMs. Yes. Please don't DM me. <laughs> no DMing the host with horny. No, and, and now, now that we have a Patreon, we are officially too famous to interact with any of you, so don't try. Oh, okay. Yeah, no. I actually have a bot. You all think that it's me responding. I just have a bot with pre-programmed answers. It's working flawlessly. Um, last thing I actually I'd like... have a podcasting bot. <laughs> yeah. <It's> even me. <laughs> Mine is actually just a loop of me laughing over and over again and saying moving on. Um, it's perfect. Also, moving on to the last part, uh, with in regards to Patreon. Actually, as recording this uh, episode, we got a new pa- we got another Patreon. So we're now up to three people, which is awesome. I think it's called a patron. Patron, yeah, a patron of the Patreon. Is there a patron the Canadian government? Yes, exactly. We're going to try to get. Oh, we should really try to get Canadian government. Russia. Pierre Trudeau, <laughs> come on the pod. Um, so we'd like to give a special thanks, to, uh, shout out to uh, our donors, which it's small enough right now that we'll do. Uh, again, we won't do this forever, but for Bloodbag, uh, Devlin, and Stephanie. Thank you. Uh, who's in the next room? Um, there are. Thanks, everybody. Thank you so much. Uh, again, all of this is going towards is costs, uh, hosting costs, uh, things like uh, looking towards trying to get merch for higher tiers, ordering yeah. stickers, stuff like that. Um, like, if y'all start giving us enormous amounts of money, it's going to start to go towards like. Yeah, and surgeries and shit. But yeah. you know, we're not there yet. No, but for the most part, everything that you said. Bye, Amy Lipfellers. Yeah, <laughs> you of all of us need fucking nothing. So you're the last. So yeah, it, anything that you give us, we're just going to put back into the business and allows us to make more stuff for you folks. Uh, get more episodes. We're all just a bunch of broke ass trans girls. Uh, so yeah, um, please, please, please take a look at it if you can, and if you can't, that's okay. Uh, just share it and let people know that we're out there and that we're more than happy to help. My name's Madeline Hops. I am at rabbit underscore is dead at, on Twitter and on Twitch. I spend most of my time drawing art, working on the podcast in terms of backend stuff uh, and streaming. Uh, I'm finishing my move. I'm going to be moving into the city finally in the next two weeks. 
uh, which will be dope. Uh, Fulfilling your destiny. Exactly. Finally, the prophecy will come true. And uh, also, too, if any of y'all want to play Destiny 2 with me, hook me up in the DMs because I will absolutely play with you. I'm Amy. Um, My Twitter is at Lavender Ashtray. I am very busy curating my detached and slutty aesthetic for the podcast. (laughs) It's basically all I do. It's just work on that. And so if you wanted to know what I'm up to, I'm probably just practicing my lines. Um, and I'm Ree Carter at R-H-I-R-H-I-C-A-R-T-E-R, Ree Ree Carter. Um, I make video games over at Dead Genre Studios. So just look that up, Dead Genre on Twitter. And Is it called that because you make games that are in dead genres? Yes, because, you know, we're just like that. We don't, like, stick to trends. We make things that are, like, you know, we just like to make. You're not like other game developers. Yeah, like you're not like other developers. game developers who make, like, Flappy Bird simulators at all. You yeah. Don't, you don't... I'm not like other trans you know the... I'm a game <laughs> you know the... uh, I don't tuck. I'm, I'm not like other trans girls. Ugh. Yeah, and yeah. No, but actually play Reese games. Yeah, so I make video games and also um, just on the Patreon stuff. And I guess in general, uh, we're probably going to have some merch coming out pretty soon. Yes. We're working on that. Uh, And if you're a patron, I will happily bounce designs ideas off of you. So if you want to be a patron. Oh, God, yeah. Yeah. Please. If you're a patron, just like you can send ideas to us. You can suggest things. You can. Yeah. Approve our, our ideas. Our re- also, yeah, our regular Discord has a suggestion box, but if you're a patron, you get access to the better suggestion box. Yeah, you can literally yell at us. It's great. <laughs> yeah. Um, the, the suggestion box. You actually, actually get my at. phone number. And we're yeah. trying to. <laughs> and you can just call me in the middle of the night. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that, that's, a, that, that's on, on the list. But yeah, also, yeah. Uh, we're going to try to get some more guests on here. So if you happen to know any famous people, uh, throw our pot at them <laughs> until they want to come on our show, because that's just how desperate we are. Yeah. Caitlyn uh, Jenner, come <laughs> on the pot. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Explain yourself. Oh, also, too, I should I forgot to mention, um, I actually did some recordings, uh, voiceover work for uh, another podcast who is, I'm going to say our BFF. Uh, October pod. Our, is that our, our sister pod? Absolutely, our, our sister pod. Yeah, our sister pod. October pod is now our sister pod. So if you folks are listening to this, because they listen to every episode, uh, God bless them. They actually message me. love you. They actually message me like, so what does this mean? And I love them for doing it. But I did some recording work for them. So in an upcoming episode, you should hear my voice narrating some of their short uh, stories. They do wonderful work in horror fiction. It's all pretty good. They're very trying to... Uh, be accommodating to everybody while still maintaining their brand you get a shout out on the show because i love you guys so much and you've done so much for us in the past yeah so i think that's pretty much about it um thank you all again for joining us uh this uh, again please watch this movie it's wonderful buy it if you can or do what amy did and buy it off youtube because it's worth watching and this is probably a movie you can sit down with your your dumbass cis friends and be like hey here's something that we can all enjoy And maybe they can find themselves in one of the characters. But yeah, outside of that, we will see you all in two weeks. Uh, I love you all. And I hope you have a good day or night, whatever the fuck kind of time it is. All right? Okay, bye. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.